Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, is here to talk with us about the beauty of brotherhood and how the Knights exemplify the idea that iron sharpens iron and man sharpens man. So, Bishop Quinn, welcome. We're uh, grateful for you being with us this morning and being here at the convention. Thank um, you. How are you this morning? Oh, what a beautiful morning. And to see all of the Knights that are assembled and knowing these men are striving to live in Christ and to live lives of virtue and service. I just think how blessed all of the bishops are to have these men, because this is an international gathering. Yeah. So you know the ripple effect as these men are in parishes throughout the world, and especially the, their pastors. And uh, what a tremendous group of disciples. Yeah. Bishop, what does it mean to you to be a, a knight in the Brotherhood of the Knights? What it does is uh, to be associated with a group of men who, again, are living their baptismal call and really living it in a very conscious uh, way, a very visible way, but also knowing that their love for Jesus Christ brings them to uh, a life of prayer. If they're married, their fidelity to their spouse and to family life. Uh, and in the parish, to be there at Mass. There's nothing yeah. like seeing men yes. at Sunday or Saturday night mass where they're living that spiritual fatherhood. And to see them there with their children, uh, and as they get older, I know sometimes that's a challenge when they're teenagers, but uh, to still be the father who's saying, no, mass counts, and you're coming. That was my dad. <laughs> Yes, Your Excellency, thank you again for taking time to be with us here this morning. And can you speak a little of the, the bond of fraternity that develops, flows out of the life of prayer? I know here in about 45 minutes, Holy Mass will be beginning, and we're seeing people beginning to gather for that. But there, there's a fruitfulness that comes from that prayer. Can you comment on how you see that in the fraternal growth through prayer? In true fraternity uh, means to be bonded in Christ. Yes. Uh, friendship without Christ can many times we get to know people but we don't get to know them in a deeper way the depth comes when that friendship is rooted in Jesus Christ because then he forms us in that friendship not just that we like to play racquetball together or that we golf together so often those friendships stay at a level that uh, can be somewhat deep but also sometimes very superficial. It's organized around an activity. Whereas when you are brothers in Christ and prayer leads us into the deeper relationship and one day to the communion of saints. Right. That one day these relationships will be in heaven with the triune God. So I see among the men with prayer, that becomes the opening to a deeper friendship but as Father Ryan was saying, you know, we call each other to accountability. When we see something in one another that really is not that brotherhood in Christ, that is not being virtuous, like iron does sharpen iron, uh, a brother can say to another brother, you know, I'm really concerned. And if you don't have that prayer context, that discipling that we are in Christ, sometimes that may not be received as well is when the friendship is rooted in Christ and in a deeper relationship. And one of the great things about being a knight is, you know, you're walking with other Catholic men, and we share the same values. 
And so in that, we can call each other on, and we know that you know, we need one another in that because we have, we have those core values, those core morals as Catholic men, and the Knights of Columbus really helps support one another in that. It's such an important thing. It is, and uh, in a parish, I don't uh, ever want to underestimate the impact not only that the Knights have on other men, but also on your pastor. Yeah. Yes. That when, as priests, we see uh, men praying, we see men coming for the sacrament of penance, when they make sure with all the demands on their life as, as fathers, they make time to serve in the parish. That sharpens us. You know, I've always been um, lifted by men who, at the end of a long working day, come back to the parish to serve on our committees and councils and give of their time, sometimes two, three hours, and then to see them later at adoration. That sharpens me, yeah. helps me to be a much better bishop. I think one of the things that I've experienced with the knights as well as a priest is that I've had some of my brother knights, you know, if, if I was struggling or, you know, I was being a knucklehead or something, they'd be like, hey, Father, you know, come here, let's talk, you know. And That's so they've held me accountable, too, in my own vocation and, and being a man and, and being a good man. Um, that's a, that's a big thing that knights do for one another, and as a priest, I've been able to experience that as well. There's support in so many different ways. They do, and uh, their example, you know, every one of us can give the witness to Christ, and it's important that we do that. And then there's those that, you know, by their presence, by their actions, by their involvement, is another level, but then there's also that interaction when they call us uh, to not just be priests who do things, but they call us to a holiness about how mm -hmm. we do them. Yeah, the holiness in the relationship with others. Right. And, it, and it's as if I, it comes to mind as John Paul, that, that famous quote uh, that uh, Jesus reveals man to himself. And there's a sense in this in the Knights of Columbus where when men are coming to pray together, uh, that our Lord works through that to build and mold those relationships and, uh, and to foster the commitment to do that. And so and the Knights, they, they work on a principle of charity, uh, Bishop Quinn, and this principle, how do you see that lived out among the Knights of Columbus? Because ultimately we're all called to love our Lord, and uh, the Knights are meant to foster that uh, charity of love for Lord and one another. Uh, I, I think that that charity, you know, to really love someone means to be able to not only uh, live and have form a relationship with them, but it means to love them. In other words, to care about who they are more than you care about yourself. Uh, that's to imitate the, what, the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. That the Lord just didn't do good things for us, which he did, but he gave of himself completely and poured himself out through his passion, death, and resurrection. That's why I, in some uh, spiritualities, they refer to it as the charity of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. to be able to so empty yourself that all you desire is the good of another and to pour out yourself in that love. That's, I think, what the Knights are about. And in every parish, uh, they will take on that kind of ministry, not only through encouraging men uh, to live virtuous lives, but also when Knights get into trouble, when there's problems, when there's sickness, 
when uh, families lose an income, when all of that, as we know, we live in a very imperfect world and, uh, you know, sad things happen. But the Knights are there for one another and uh, so that we're not left alone and isolated. Uh, charity, remember our God is triune, our God is community. Our God invites us into community. And in the end, our lives in heaven are in community. Um, and the nights, you know, to have charity means that realization, that charity is at the core of God, because God is love. This is Real Presence Live, coming to you from the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the convention center here. Um, I'm Father Ryan Moravitz. I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel um, of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Um, we're joined by Bishop John Quinn, and we're talking about the fraternity of the Knights of Columbus and how we support one another as brothers in Christ and kind of iron, iron sharpening iron. Um, Bishop, there's a principle in the Knights of Columbus, particularly in the fourth degree of patriotism. Um, men are called to live the Catholic faith to the best of their abilities on a daily basis, and especially as Americans... You know, um, if a knight is an American, it's an international organization. But there's a dynamic of, of being a patriot. Um, can you speak to some ways that this would be best lived out and how it is lived out by the Knights of Columbus? I think, you know, for us as uh, knights and our uh, love for our country, I think, you know, you, you, we really can't make our country better if we don't love it. And that means also that we are men who take... Uh, uh, seriously, our, uh, the, the opportunity to vote, to know who we're voting for, what is it that that candidate, he or she stands for? Uh, is this someone who is really about the common good? And I think to be somebody who is patriotic means we have to be faithful to not only uh, that common good, but to Jesus Christ. And uh, I think to be a, a good uh, knight uh, about the work of patriotism means that we take seriously that uh, election process and that we also, during the year, hold our uh, you know, elected officials accountable. Uh, I know here in Minnesota, we're very blessed with a very active Minnesota Catholic Conference that lets everyone know where our lawmakers are and all you have to do really is email them. Yeah. You don't even have to get a stamp and you can voice what you believe as an American but also for religious freedom. We have a right to bring our ideas and to form conscience and to take that seriously. So I think that's as we look at um, the Knights and their role of being patriotic means to love our country, but to love it so much that we know the fullness of truth uh, will be found in the gospel and in Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons I think every bishop who's here today and others who wish they could be, uh, but because of schedules maybe can't, but the pro-life stance, how our knights stand with us as bishops for pro-life from inside the womb of a mother all the way to the last natural breath. They're always there with us. Yeah, one of the experiences I've had in my short years as a priest is the Knights really standing behind us when it comes to the pro-life issues, um, marriage issues, marriage. marriage and family life issues. They're, they've been such a strong support where 
it's good to know as a priest too that I know these guys have my back when when we're talking about it, when we're out there um, doing different things, and as issues come up. Well, they certainly supported us as bishops here in the state of Minnesota about marriage and about the importance of marriage and marriage between a man and a woman and how important that that uh, basic foundation of our society and of our culture uh, cannot just be redefined and given uh, now a new definition. They, they stood with us. And, you know, whenever you take a stance for Christ, it's costly. No one ever said following and living for Jesus Christ is like going to a shopping mall with an yeah. endless credit card. Mm -hmm. If you're going to live that self-gift, that sacrificial love of Jesus Christ and a, and a costly discipleship of iron sharpening iron, there is a cost. But are you willing to give that over to Christ? And I see the Knights uh, are willing to do that to be associated with not only our gospel, but to stand publicly. And when you do that, you're going to get pushback. I think one of the great things about being at the Supreme Convention, and I've been to a few of them now, is that you realize as we walk in this, we are not alone. That we walk together as brothers, as Catholic men, and there, there's a lot of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, I think sometimes when we get afraid or we don't want to uh, be as public in our witness, it's because we think we're out there alone and that there isn't uh, others who are standing with us. That's the reason the fraternity, we get stronger together. In Christ, though, it's not just yeah. let's get as big a rally as we can get. Uh, that may have some value to it. But when it's done in Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit and the conferral, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what gives us really, like in the Acts of the Apostles, to get out there. You know, folks are getting ready for Mass here, and that Mass is going to be powerful here at 9.30. That's right. Um, with, with all the priests and the bishops and the Brother Knights and the Fourth Degree, it's a, it's a powerful showing of how we walk in the Lord, especially the Lord in the Eucharist. Anything you're looking forward to at the convention here? Anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, the, the Eucharist that we're celebrating this morning, I think, is always for us the, uh, the high point because it, our lives come to the Eucharist, our lives flow out of the Eucharist. And to see all of the priests who are here, God's faithful people, uh, those of us who are privileged to be bishops, to serve our church in that way, to see the whole church assembled really lifts our hearts but to see the church at prayer and to see young people older people people who have been part of this for decades that we're one church and that Christ is calling his people and calling all of us uh, to be his witnesses in the world and then uh, throughout the day and tonight of course will be uh, one of the fun parts of not that uh, these other meetings aren't but to have the state's dinner, and we all get to sing our state song. Uh, and sometimes I forget what it is, and so I get to sing it again, because <laughs> I'm originally not from here. So I didn't get to sing it in grade school, but I have, the Knights have made sure I can sing our Minneapolis, uh, our Minnesota state song. Bishop, um, it's always good to be with you. It's great to see you. Thank you for... Uh your ministry and uh, for well, being a brother knight, and, and it's great to see you and uh, being a grad of our 
Seminary. Yeah. Uh, and we're very grateful. I love Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary. You know, you come on any time. we got a candle in the window for hey, you. thanks. I really um, appreciate and it. thank you also, and your bishop, who is before me here, uh, entrusting your seminarians to us. Yep, absolutely. And, and I get to have You're doing good work them. there. I get to have them in class, too. They love I, your class. See, I pay them money. <laughs> to say that, right? <laughs> it's worth the money. It is. I'm broke, but then they say good things. You bishop, thank you for being with us this morning and, and talking about the bond of fraternity and what it means to be a nice